You're listening to The Jay Barker Show on Tide 100.9 in Tuscaloosa. And W265CG Tuscaloosa, Tide 100.9. And screaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity, you have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in, you're tired, or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight. Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. Hi, welcome in. It is the Tuesday edition. Jay Barker Show live from ABX Audio Video Excellence. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson. We got Christian Miller going to be joining us at 12-15. Look forward to discussing uh, this next matchup against Texas with the former Alabama player and uh, also, uh, I know now, part of the pregame show with Matt Coulter, Joe Gaither, and all the guys there at Tide 100.9 FM. So we'll talk about that as well. But a lot to get into today. Last night, Clemson over Georgia Tech, 41-10. to We'll get into that particular uh, storylines, especially with the quarterbacks. Also, Guy Morris. A lot of you remember him. Coached to Kentucky. A number of places. Passed away at the age of 71. Our thoughts and prayers go out to his family. I had a chance to meet Guy a couple of times. And um, great, great guy. But um, I hate to see that he passed away at the age of 71. We are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. We call it the bowling of this generation. A lot of fun for family, coworkers, friends. And they do a lot of events out there. Birthdays. All types of parties, bachelorette, bachelor. Uh, they do ch- charitable events. They do corporate events. You'll love Top Golf of Birmingham. Also driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. 
Guys, good afternoon. How's everybody doing? And Lars, you survived the kids. Yes, I survived the kids. Uh, thank you guys for giving me the day off yesterday um, because I didn't want to have our studio destroyed by my three <laughs> little ones. Uh, but, um, you know... I just want to give my just quick thoughts on the Al- on the Alabama performance on Saturday night, and it was just uh, as good as you could have hoped for. I mean, hanging fifty five points on Utah State uh, without even scoring in the fourth quarter, uh, very impressive. Uh, Bryce Young, just simply uh, the best player in college football after one week. Uh, he's just uh, man. He's just so calm. His demeanor is uh, just ideal for a quarterback, so accurate, and uh, obviously showed more running the ball with his legs than we saw really all of last year. And remember, we were talking about that at the beginning of last season, how we wanted to see Bryce run a little bit more, and he certainly displayed uh, really nifty moves, great athletic ability in running the ball. And and the defense is uh, just uh, outstanding. Um, you know, led by the the bookends there with uh, Will Anderson and Dallas Turner. Um, the corners, I thought, were just terrific. I mean, Saban could rotate uh, four guys in there pretty easily and, uh, and, and really not miss a beat. And, uh, you know, just the only, only real issue, I guess, was getting a, a punt blocked. Uh, but, uh, you know, all in all, uh, that is about as an impressive performance uh, as you could have hoped for uh, from Alabama. Uh, but I will say this, Georgia looked terrific against Oregon. I mean, Georgia, they also have not missed a beat from last year. And uh, I was joking with uh, Matt Coulter last night when uh, we, we went out uh, and were hanging out for a while that I, I, the most improved player in a, a two-year stretch that maybe I've ever seen in college football is Stetson Bennett. I mean, he has gone from somebody that, you know, I, I joke that it's like me playing uh, college football with Stetson Bennett <laughs> when Stetson Bennett was out there. And man, uh, Matt, he just, he looks like, he looked like an NFL player, frankly. He looked like a Heisman Trophy candidate against Oregon. Just, uh, I think he is. He j- uh, just eviscerated he is a Heisman that Trophy team. Candidate. Yeah. yeah. So, anyway, uh, yes, yeah, I thought Stetson Bennett is, uh, he's, it's a great story. It's a great story, Matt. There's no question about it. And I think he is, he may be the leading Heisman Trophy candidate right now, although Bryce Young looked fantastic. But uh, I don't know that he's an NFL quarterback. But you know what? Two and a half years ago, Lars, you and I was kind of agreeing with you. What? What? Huh? How, how, did, how did Daniels not beat this guy out? You know, just not making any sense. He's just a proven winner. But now, what you saw this past week against Oregon, he's proving himself as a true quarterback. You know, the guy that can throw it, the guy that can run it, the guy that can make the kind of decisions that won him the national championship last year. And who knows? Uh, right now, if I were to guess, it'd be uh, Alabama and Georgia all over again, Jay Barker. Yeah, it looks that way, man. And I think, you know, Kirby brought it up last year, said, look, the reason that they went with him is because they felt like that, well, number one, JT was not healthy. But even if he was, felt like he gave them more of an opportunity with his, with his feet, the ability to move around, to get outside the pocket, to really extend plays. And JT's not that type of player. He's more of a sit-in-the-pocket type of guy. And felt like that was going to be more advantageous for them against defenses like uh, Alabama. But, yeah, after watching them, Lars, this past weekend, I mean, I even texted you guys. I said, hey, George is my number two right now and because they just looked that impressive. I thought Bo Nix really struggled early on. I thought that was a huge 
momentum uh, getter for them, for Georgia, to get the interception. That was a tremendous play by the freshman cornerback for Georgia that made that play. Um, and, and not really a bad throw by Bo there. Uh, and that's not really going to hurt you that much. You're still pinning them back pretty deep. The second one, though, was just a really bad read. He threw into so much coverage. Uh, safety had a great jump on. I think the safety was actually jumping the, jumping the screen uh, coming up to make that tackle as you look at his eyes. Uh, but in in the process, uh, saw where the tight end was going, realized it was now a fake, and uh, was able to jump it and get the uh, get the uh, interception, which really changed the momentum for Oregon. Oregon just could not get any kind of rhythm on offense, and the momentum totally shifted very very early on, and they just couldn't catch up. Georgia's just too good. You look at the, the amount of guys they lost lost to the, to the NFL, and then now they just reload, and they didn't do it really through the transfer portal. They did it just with recruits and guys that were already there that were backups. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's the point I was going to make. The recruiting that Kirby Smart has done over the last three years is showing up now, right? And and then that true freshman, that first interception, Jay, it was sick. That was just one of the most athletic plays you'll ever see. And um, and, and and Bo Nix, you know, uh, it was it was as if uh, he was playing for Auburn, just different uniform color, right? Uh, it was the same. Same sort of result for him. Um, he's got, uh, they got a lot of work to do. And, and also, I think it, it, it really hammers home the point that, uh, you know, I thought there were two teams that had separated themselves that were going to begin the season sort of one and one A, but I got the second one wrong. One is Alabama, and I thought the second one was going to be, Notre, or, sorry, be Ohio State. But Notre Dame gave them all that they could handle. Uh, and, and, and in a lot of ways, Notre Dame outplayed Ohio State. Ohio State uh, should feel somewhat fortunate to get out of Saturday night with a victory. But uh, Georgia, I mean, if I, if, I, if I had a vote in the AP poll right now, I would have Georgia number one just because they have uh, the most significant victory, the most impressive victory of the year to date. Now, that could change this, this Saturday when Alabama goes into Austin and see what happens against Texas. But, you know, you go back, and, and the, point spread, the point spread is a little high on this one, if you ask me, 20 points. Because if you look at Alabama on the road in big games uh, and where, where the spread is high, they, they, they've, they've struggled a little bit. Uh, Florida last year, Auburn, uh, you know, a couple other uh, teams over the last few years when they've been this massive favorite. I mean, I, of course, I think Alabama will steamroll Texas, but I don't know if they'll cover that number. But uh, I also said I didn't think they would cover the number on Saturday night, and they did so very easily. Uh, but, um, but yeah, I, I think right now it, it, it's, it's Alabama, Georgia, not necessarily in that order. And then there's a separation between everybody else. And, and C.J. Stroud, last point, uh, C.J. Stroud, the quarterback for Ohio State, was Heisman front runner. He struggled against that Notre Dame defense. And Notre Dame is a lot better than I thought they were. Uh, and I think Notre Dame is really going to uh, be a problem for Clemson down the road. Um, but uh, but C.J. Stroud, I know it's so early, but his Heisman, his Heisman hopes took a little bit of a hit uh, on Saturday night. But again, it's so early, so much football to be played. But you compare Stroud to what Bryce Young did on Saturday night, and there's really no comparison. Same with Stetson Bennett. Hey, Jay, as we roll into the break, give a quick comment on what I consider a very pedestrian win by Clemson. And then coming up, we'll talk with Alabama linebacker Christian Miller. Yeah, 41 to 10, and um, it just was not the Clemson 
they really expected ukulele still having a really tough time uh, at quarterback with confidence. Thought the young quarterback came in and, and threw the ball very, very well. Made you know very in, intensity, and you could tell it was a lift um, by that offense. They drove right down the field, what sixty-six yards for the touchdown. After the game, Dabo said, "Look, he's our guy. DJ is, and DJ is going to be our guy." They come out today and said the same thing, and and I think there's still going to be a lot of fans if he, if he plays the way he played early on in that game. And here's the thing: Georgia Tech lost their top two defensive guys. One to injury, one got thrown out because of a um, um, helmet uh, to head and and that type of thing. That uh, you know, for them, they lost two great leaders on that side of the ball. They were really giving them a, a tough night. Till those two guys went out. When they went out, that's when you saw the difference in, uh, in Clemson's offense. They don't have much of a run game. I thought their offensive line looked suspect. Um, and I thought Georgia Tech's offensive line looked, looked better. Um, you looked at uh, Pierce Quick, who out of trustful, was at Alabama, transferred, was playing left guard last night, had an outstanding night, watched him throughout the night because I've known him for years, and he played a great game. Uh, so, um, yeah, Georgia, uh, Georgia Tech it gave it to Clemson, I think, more than they expected. Uh, but uh, we'll see how Dabo can rebound from this. He will. He's got the talent, the guys around him. Their defense played really well, though. Their front uh, up front is really good uh, for Clemson. So we'll uh, we'll continue to break them down. Christian Miller coming up next, former Alabama star. We'll look forward to talking to him about uh, knowing the pregame show with Matt, but also this Alabama-Texas matchup coming up in Austin on Saturday. Stay with us. We'll be back live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. Follow the Crimson Tide on their journey to another national champion. America, in your new Burton Campers RV. Be certain with Burton. Burton Campers at exit 231 on I-65 in Calera. Nobody sells RVs for less. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partially sunny, warm, and very humid this afternoon. The chance of scattered showers and storms through early tonight. The high today, 88. The low tonight, 71. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and storms around. The high, 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa. In and uh, great to welcome in uh, Christian Miller, outside linebacker for the Crimson Tide, also for the Carolina Panthers 2019-2020, even though he opted out that 2020 season, but uh, now a part of the uh, broadcast team as well for pregame with Tide 100.9 FM and our partner and teammate uh, Matt Coulter. But uh, let's welcome in Christian Miller. Christian, thanks for being with us, and uh, man, I heard you had a lot of fun on Saturday morning or Saturday yeah, afternoon. Man. Yeah, it was a blast, man. I enjoyed it a lot. I'm excited to do it going forward. What was your initial kind of thoughts about Alabama's first matchup and kind of what you saw against Utah State? Well, I thought they looked good, and uh, I thought they had a good all-around performance. I think offense looked, um, you know, effective, and, and defense obviously was very uh, dominant in the game, and special teams was pretty good besides a little mishap towards the end. But, um, you know, Bryce obviously came out there and, and, and produced. He looked 
calm, cool, and collected. You know, he had five touchdown passes. I think he ran one in as well. Um, he used his legs, which we don't see too often from him. So that was pretty nice to see. Um, I was impressed with the younger receivers. Um, I thought they did well in the game as well. But, you know, back to defense, I think, you know, they just they, they played to that standard. You know, they only allowed seven first downs. And, and uh, you know, they had a shutout in that first home opener. So I saw a lot of really good things from them. And uh, I, I was really excited to see how they um, do this week, you know, their first road game against uh, you know, probably a better opponent. And uh, like I said, I'm just excited to see how they, how they play this weekend. Christian, uh, Lars Anderson here. When you were getting ready to uh, take a road trip, right, like going to Austin, Texas, how does the week sort of change for you, uh, for the team, for the players, just in terms of preparation and uh, and just getting ready even just for the travel? Well, you know, you try to prep for every team about the same, but the biggest differences will probably be um, preparing for that hostile road environment. Um, you know, we're going to start using crowd noises at practice to, kind of simulate playing in uh in the you know opponent stadium with you know a loud crowd and, and you know practicing communicating with um you know a lot of crowd noise so that that's probably one of the biggest differences and obviously you got to take into consideration you'll have you know a day uh, for travel so you just got to be um, prepared to you know spend that day traveling but still be focused on the job and uh, you know just, just be prepared to go out there and play uh, the same alabama football as if you're at home Hey, Christian, it's Matt. Really enjoyed working with you and look forward to the entire season. Uh, is those the 11 a.m. kickoff? Do we make too much of that? Well, I will say, you know, those were a little tough because you know, as a player, you do have to get up a lot earlier. And it's kind of an awkward, at least for me, um, I know it's kind of awkward in terms of feeling my body. So you really only get to, you know, have a breakfast before you play. Um, you got to think you'll be playing at 11. It won't get done until probably close to 2. So. You know, and it's one of those things you don't want to eat too much, but you need to eat enough. So that always messed with me was like the food schedule. Um, and again, you know, you're traveling the day before and you're waking up early and playing right away. But, um, you know, I don't think it affects guys too much, but it definitely is an adjustment. Former outside linebacker Christian Miller joining us here on the Jay Barker Show with Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson. And I got to get your take on Sark. Uh, you spent time with him. He was at Alabama around the same time you were and went up against him and his offensive schemes. Just kind of give us some, some, some background on him and just kind of what uh, he brings uh, to the table as a coach and as a head coach now for Texas. Well, he's definitely an offensive mind. You know, he's very creative. Um, he knows how to put his guys in a position to make plays. Um, he'll probably look to utilize all his guys to the best of their ability. And, um, you know, he's, he's, he's definitely been in the game a while and he's very experienced and, um, his background coach David, I'm sure he's going to try to look for some, some things that he can use to, to try to, um, get an advantage. But, um, at the end of the day, you know, it's just football and, uh, you know, we also know him as well. You know, you know, we know what he likes to run and what he might try to put out there, but, um, again, you just really have to focus on you know what you control and what you do, and uh, you can prepare to the best of your ability. But I'm sure they'll probably come up with some formations and some some tendencies and some things that we haven't seen before. But again, we just have to just stick to our standard and go out there and and, and do what we're coached and communicate and and try to just click on all cylinders and just uh, be prepared uh, for what they might throw at us. Christian, you obviously know a little bit about playing outside linebacker. Can you give us just a, a, a breakdown and analysis of uh, both Will Anderson and Dallas Turner? Yeah, well, I'll even throw in uh, Braswell as well because I think you yeah. know he kind of gets um, you know he doesn't get enough uh, attention as he should. Um, to me, I think 
he's honestly one of the better pass rushers in that room. If you if you watch him, you know he has a great first step. He's very technical. He uses um, a big list of moves. You see him switch up his moves. He has a pretty good counter move as well. Um, but you know, back to Will. Will is just one of those guys, man. There's just there's just not many things that he can't do. You know, he's he's athletic enough to uh, drop into space. But you know, obviously, you just see him go out there, and he's just so physical and dominant. Um, the way he plays, he just reminds me of, of, of an old school type of player. Um, you know, he's just a crash course. He's just, he's physical. He's running in there. He's just looking to disrupt things. And, um, obviously he can rush the passer as well. He, you know, had, had, you know, led the country in sacks, uh, pretty much last year. So it's one of those things, man, that like he's just, he's just so impressive, uh, to watch. And, um, you know, even, uh, talking about Dallas, you know, he's, a very similar type of player as Will. I mean, he's, he's very disruptive. He can rush the passer. You know, he, he's also athletic enough to drop in coverage. They do a great job stopping the run, setting the edges. So you're just looking at two very complete outside linebackers and um, three if you uh, throw in Braswell. And uh, it's just, just impressive that all those guys are on the same team, same room. And, um, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited to see those guys kind of feed off of each other as the year goes on and um, just to see how all those guys uh, contribute to the team this year. Christian, having seen the game at the NFL level, how complicated are Nick Saban's defenses? They're definitely complicated, um, and that's one thing that definitely uh, you know will prepare you for the next level is because the, the defenses we have at Alabama they're they're not easy. They're they're very complex. Um, we have a number of um, personnel and packages and, and, and schemes that we run. Um, it just you name it. You know, he, he he definitely doesn't try to water it down too much. You know, he does his best to try to. Uh, make it so you know guys can learn it and be on the same page. But um, he definitely challenges you, and uh, that's a good thing. If that's what makes us um, so good on defense, because you know not only are we talented, but we're so versatile and have so many different guys um, that we can put in different places and uh, that, that can contribute. So it's definitely a complex defense. But again, I think that's what uh, part of what makes it so good. Former Bama outside linebacker Christian Miller joining us. I got to get your take on the two probably most uh, significant things that have happened in college football, that is NIL and also the transfer portal. Uh, I mean, the amount of guys that Alabama's got in the last couple of years, especially that have really contributed in such a big way, as far as uh, winning games and, and, and on the field offensively and defensively. And now NIL, the money that these guys are making, do you wish you'd have been a little bit, a little bit uh, later? <laughs> I do. <laughs> yeah, no, man, I, I wish I could have took advantage of it. I remember in college, I, you know, I've, I've always been uh, big in the hunting position and, I wanted to start a little, you know, a little hunting brand or something like that. And I remember I had a company wanting to send me some basic little, you know, like I think they're like sun shields or something. And I couldn't even get those. And these things were probably only five dollars a piece. So, um, you know, it's definitely um, definitely something I wish I could have cashed in on. But I think it's good for guys to be able to have that chance to, you know, you know, to, to profit off their name and image and likeness. But I, I do feel like I wish they could kind of, you know control it a little bit better because I feel like it's a little bit of a circus right now. And I feel like some people or some schools are kind of taking advantage of the system. And, and, you know, the biggest thing for me is as a former athlete, I just hope that these guys are in a position to be able to learn about how to manage your money and take care of it. Because you know, at a young age, receiving that kind of, that kind of money, it's, you know, it's definitely a blessing, but if you're not responsible with it, you can do a lot of, a lot of uh, dumb things. So I hope they have that in place. But again, like I said, I'm happy for them, but, I just wish they kind of get a little bit uh, more under control. Christian, what are your thoughts on the uh, 12-team playoff that uh, certainly it appears we are now headed in that direction? 
I think it's good. I think it's uh, it's interesting to see. Um, you know, I think it makes sense. Um, you know, obviously, you know, playing at Alabama, you know, we always found a way to be in there regardless. But I think it's uh, I think it's good because you now get to see maybe some other teams that uh, might not necessarily ever had a chance to really get into those playoffs, and now that they now they will. You know, the only downside I see to it is it might add an extra game. I don't think it would be an extra two games, but maybe add an extra game and. As a former player, as a player, you know, it's one of those things that, you know, it definitely is a lot more on your body the more you play, especially as a young kid. But, um, you know, I definitely think it's a good opportunity for other schools and programs that, that might not necessarily had a chance. And now it might spice things up a little bit instead of seeing, you know, the, the Alabamas, Ohio State, the, the, the Georgias, you know, every year, you know, the Clemsons. So, so now we might see a surprising, you know, a couple teams get in there and, and, and they, they can show that, hey, they deserve to be in there, so I'm I'm pretty excited for it. Hey, Christian, before we let you go, uh, other than doing this fabulous Saturday show with myself and DC and Tim <laughs> and the gang, uh, what right. is in your immediate future? And if you don't mind, uh, you talked about it on air Saturday afternoon. Uh, would you go into a little detail about your special relationship with your mother? Because I just found that so personal and, and engaging. Yeah. So. Um... Uh, right now I'm a free agent. Uh, I've had you know a lot of teams reach out to my agent and ask for workouts, but I kind of keep putting it on hold. Uh, it's something I don't really talk about too often, but my mom's been dealing with um, cancer over the past couple of years, and uh, you know she's a fighter. You know she's she's gone through treatment, and um, unfortunately, you know it's one of those things where she probably needs to start back on her treatment, which looks like it'll probably be this week. Um, so I just ask you to keep her in your prayers, but. Um, she's definitely a very strong woman. She's always been there for me. If it weren't for her, I would, definitely would not be where I'm at today. And uh, I owe her so much. And uh, just one of those things I just want to do what I can to, you know, be there for her and, uh, you know, do you know do what I can to help her. Just like she's always helped me. You know, she's a single mom for a while and you know, worked two jobs and, and, and never complained. And she's just probably one of the most special people you'll ever meet. So that's kind of where I'm at right now. I'm just trying to, you know, be there with my family and, uh, you know, maybe something will come up where I, end up playing if not you know i've, I've been blessed to, to play this game a long time and, and i've been fortunate to meet guys like yourself and get opportunity to do some media stuff and stay in sports which is a huge blessing so um regardless you know i'm very optimistic i'm very positive i'm just blessed and i'm just looking to like i said just kind of get into this media stuff you know while i have the opportunity and uh you know i'm just excited to to, to be able to be with my mom and, and go through this with her as well so um i appreciate you uh, mentioning her because, like I said, I, I always light up when I get to talk about her because she's so special to me, and uh, you know I just always um, am proud to to be her son. That's awesome. We'll be praying for you, mom, uh, big time. And uh, also, would you ever consider Birmingham Stallions, or you, you ever thought about USFL? Oh no, no, no. Like like I said, man, like like I I, I turned down offers. I mean, if you ask yeah. my agent, I've I've I, 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 I've always told myself. So I got to the point where it was one of those things where I was trying to bounce around from team to team you know i'd probably just kind of look at it and just keep just kind of weigh my options then and um yeah no i i don't i love football man but it's one of those things where it's just kind of one i told myself you know once you get to a point you know i've I've won two national championships i was voted team captain on for the best program in history i've had a few years to play in the nfl so i I, like i said one way or another whichever way it goes you know I'm, i'm blessed and fortunate man Great stuff, my man. Hey, we, hey uh, you're welcome on our show anytime. So we appreciate you. you being with us. No doubt. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. Thank you.
All right, Christian Miller joining us, outside linebacker for the Crimson Tide Carolina Panthers. And, um, man, that's a great, great story about his mom. And we'll be definitely praying for her. And a lot of you out there listening be praying for her as well. Christian Miller joining us here on the Jay Barker Show. Matt Coulter, Lars Anderson, I'm Jay Barker. We'll be back. We're live from AVX. Coming up at 1 o'clock, we got Andrew Bones going to join us. So we'll talk more about some of the college matchups coming up this weekend as well as get Lars' reaction from the weekend as well. We didn't get a chance yesterday. And uh, a lot more coming up on the, uh, on the other side. Stay with us. We're live from AVX. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WillifordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205 716 Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood, and now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. It's Sarah and I, we've got one, and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of their best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow 
Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at Siebel'sCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There he is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. And again, uh, thanks to Christian Miller joining us uh, this uh, the last segment, uh, talking about uh, Alabama and uh, their matchup against Texas coming up this weekend. Uh, his dealings with Sark, uh, talking about him being an office of genius. Uh, but both sides will know each other. But as Coach Saban said yesterday, look, you know, they know us, we know them. It's going to be about which team executes at the highest level. So uh, a lot of good stuff there from Christian Miller. Uh, Lars, we didn't get a chance yesterday to kind of get your take. What were some of the other takeaways uh, from the weekend for you, other games around the country from USC with the debut uh, there with Riley uh, with Oklahoma. Same thing there with new coach. Um, look at you know Spencer Rattler, South Carolina, what he's done. Um, just kind of give me your thoughts on some of the uh, different things that stood out to you this weekend, past weekend. Yeah, I, I think um, USC is the Pac-12's only hope of getting a team into the college football playoffs. Um, uh, uh, Caleb, uh, Caleb. Gosh, I'm Caleb Williams, uh, Williams was yes, excuse me. He he's as good as advertised. Uh hit nineteen of twenty two for two forty nine, two touchdowns, ran for another sixty six, uh as uh, as to the Trojans beat Rice sixty six fourteen. They look really, really good. And this is another uh roster that has been completely reshaped by the transfer portal and by one really strong uh recruiting class. Uh, also, uh, Anthony Richardson, quarterback at uh, Florida. What a what an exciting player he's got. He's got a little Cam Newton to him. I mean, I, I don't want to you know overemphasize that because Cam Newton authored what I think was the greatest single season in college football history when he led Auburn to the national title. But but Richardson is a fun player. Uh, really big win for Florida, beating number seven Utah twenty nine twenty six in the swamp. And uh, Richardson had two hundred sixty four total yards, and the, he's just he's got some magic to him. He really does. Um, and again, I, I think Notre Dame. Uh, they came out and uh, they were beating Ohio State at halftime, ten to seven, and they just uh, they showed a toughness and a grit, and uh, and they have athletes. You know, they this is a good football team, and they are going to make noise before the the season is over. And again, I, I'm already looking at that Clemson matchup uh, on <clears throat> excuse me on November fifth, 
And uh, I wouldn't say that the Irish uh, are, are – they're in no way out of the college football playoff discussion just because they, they lost a real close game on the road to, um, to Ohio State. And also, Matt, uh, your Arkansas Razorbacks, man, they, uh, they performed really well, beating number 23 Cincinnati, 31-24. Um, and this means, of course, that Cincinnati is not going to be going back to the college football playoffs. And so you ask yourself, well, who is the, who is a, the group of five buster now, the way Cincinnati was last year? I guess you could maybe say Houston. Uh, they they survived a triple overtime uh, uh, game against uh, University of Texas San Antonio, thirty seven thirty five. But uh, the team that I'm interested in watching, Air Force, Air Force. Uh, the Falcons rushed for five hundred and eighty two yards in their season opener uh, against Northern Northern Iowa, winning forty eight seventeen. So um, I mean that's just a, a fun team that perhaps could uh, get on a roll here. And, um, and then uh, just finally, uh, Michigan. Michigan looked really good, beating Colorado State 51-7. to um, And uh, Cade McNamara, I thought, played really well. Uh, and, um, and I know there's still a, a quarterback battle there between Cade McNamara and, and J.J. McCarthy. But uh, Michigan State looked, uh, excuse me, Michigan, they look strong, and boy, the Big Ten again. I think it's going to come down to Michigan, Ohio State. I think they clearly are the class of the Big Ten, and and whichever team wins that late season matchup, most likely will be in the college football playoffs. But um, you know, but again, the biggest takeaway is Georgia, absolutely Georgia, uh, just a dominating performance, and and just uh, just a little bit more on Stetson Bennett. 25 of 31 for 368. That's an average of 14.7 yards per completion. Two touchdowns, no interceptions. And you go back to last year's college football playoffs in wins against Michigan, Alabama, and now Oregon. He's averaged 301.7 yards passing, seven touchdowns, no interceptions. I mean, how how can you not respect the kid at this point? He he is a player, and uh, I absolutely uh, he he's one of my favorite players in college football. Just again, because the improvement, Matt, that he has shown from a year and a half ago, two years ago to now is just stunning. I, I've never seen a quarterback develop the way he has and, and and jay maybe that's a question for for you uh just throw it back to you really quick just on 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 the development of stetson bennett and 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 what is it about him i mean he, i know he's athletic uh it seems like his arm strength has improved he's very accurate but but what is it that uh that really has pushed him to a whole nother level I think he's got a little bit of chip on his shoulder. Number one, I think that you know a lot of times for an athlete that does a lot to you, makes you work harder, makes you want to prove yourself, and he still had to prove himself even coming into this year. I mean, last year when he got done with the national championship, he went and had a conversation with Kirby Smart and said, "Look, you know, am I the guy?" And Kirby said, "Well, we're probably going to bring in some competition." I mean, they went out into the portal and looked around, and there were a couple of guys that they thought that they were going to bring in. They weren't sure at that time where JT Daniels, what he was going to do at that particular time as well. Uh, so, you know, he's had to kind of fight and he kind of left the door open. What was it, the Today Show where he said, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I'm looking at my options. Uh, after that Georgia game, he felt disrespected uh, by a lot of folks. And, um, you know, I, I've liked the kid since since day one. I mean, and you know that I, I've talked about it many times. I said, look, 
give him a shot, give him a chance, even though his stature is what it is. The guy's a competitor. The team loves him, and the team wants to play for him. And that's bigger sometimes, Matt, than than, than the the, uh, the other stuff. And he's just it's just part of playing. Uh, you know, went to junior college, then came back, and again walked on. I mean, the guy's done everything to say, "I love Georgia. Georgia love me." Please. First of all, I'm still shaking my head. Um, I'm stopping the Twitter, the, the Instagrams, everything for Lars Anderson recognizing Cam Newton as the greatest season as a quarterback and not Joe Burrow. I just, I, 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 I'm, I'm standing literally beside myself. I, I, I don't know yeah. how to handle that. Um, Jake, I, I will go into this, and I had conversations with Gene Stallings about you, and you won. You know, you may not have been the flashiest guy, the fastest guy, but he said every spring they bring guys in, they try and bump you off as a starter. It never happened because Stetson Bennett, like Jay Barker, had it. And you can't measure it. You can't see it. But it's there. But now, and I think this is what Lars's point is, now you're seeing it from a production standpoint. It's not just that he can get control. He owns the team. That's his team. You know, that is a wonderful thing. But the fact that his completion percentage is, what was it, 80-something percent uh, against three of the best teams you're ever going to face? Uh, it, it's amazing that he has control of this team from the mental standpoint, but now physically, and I, Lars, again, I think that's your point, physically he is beginning to show himself as a dominating performer. Yeah, absolutely. And, and Jay, my, my question to you is, is he an NFL player? I think he is based on kind of how the NFL game is playing now. They're doing the RPOs, doing all the stuff that kind of fits. I mean, you look at him, you look at Bryce. I mean, the key questions for both of those guys has been stature, you know, more than anything else. Um, you know, he can make the throws. He's a competitor. I think guys, you know, love playing for him. Um, you know, I, I think he, he can go in. I, you know, I don't know where he will go on the draft board right now. It's really according to the season, how he plays. And if he keeps playing at this level, he's going to become more and more attractive for a lot of teams out there. And, and especially playing at the level he's playing at, at Georgia against the best conference in the SEC, playing in an SEC title to get the playoffs again. I mean, that's going to speak volumes for him. And, uh, you know, and that's the thing, too. You know, you talk about Cam Newton. Gosh, I mean, if, if, if this guy had Cam Newton's ability plus his heart and his mind and all the things that he does on and off the field, I mean, think how great he would be. Um, that's always been my disappointment in Cam. It's kind of like, you know, you, you, you seem to waste all that ability that you had, you could have been one of the greatest players of all time. And um, I don't know, I, I, that, that frustrates the fire of the competitors. Yeah, and it's pretty interesting that Cam Newton currently is not on an NFL roster, um, which is surprising to me. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I overlooked my man Joe Burrow. So uh, I retract that statement. Joe Burrow had the greatest <laughs> season in college football history, not Cam Newton. Hey, guys, right, we'll go. Hey guys we'll go I did see yep. Cam Newton on uh, $100,000 Pyramid yesterday. There he is. <laughs> what do you have on? What was he wearing? He's wearing that goofy short suit thing with a funny hat. Yeah, I thought so. That's kind of his, his thing, his style. Bringing back the Lars Anderson look. From 1980. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. And uh, again, Andrew Bone at 1 o'clock. We may have uh, Brando with us at 1.30, so we're, we're waiting on that. He's doing some player interviews, getting ready for his matchup coming up this week, and he'll be making the calls for that. And uh, we'll hear from him and see whether or not we'll have him at the bottom of the hour next hour. Stay with us. We'll wrap up hour number two next. Hour number one. America in your new Burton Campers RV. 
Be certain with Burton. Burton Campers at exit 231 on I-65 in Calera. Nobody sells RVs for less. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partially sunny, warm, and very humid this afternoon. The chance of scattered showers and storms through early tonight. The high today, 88. The low tonight, 71. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and storms around. The high, 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in as we continue live from AVX and presented by Top Golf of Birmingham, driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. So, uh, Lars, real quick, I'm going to take a little divert from football and ask Matt a baseball question. More than 50% of minor league players now voted to support unionizing, paving the way for players to organize and join the Major League Baseball Player Association. The union announced this today. In a letter sent to Major League Baseball this morning, the union said it asked for voluntary recognition from the league in which MLB would acknowledge that a majority of minor league players are seeking to unionize and formally accept the MLBPA as their bargaining representative. Minor league players have made it unmistakably clear that they want the MLBPA to represent them and are ready to begin collective bargaining in order to positively affect the upcoming season. That's according to Tony Clark, who is the executive director of the MLBPA. If the lead uh, chooses not to recognize by a date specified in the letter, the MLBPA could hold a vote through the National Labor Relations Board in which more than 50% of eligible players would need to vote in favor of unionization. Matt, your, your take on this. I'm really surprised this hasn't happened before. Uh, now Me they've too. got the numbers to get it passed. And Major League Baseball really has no choice, in my opinion, but to accept it. And, you know, don't just accept it. Embrace it. Work with it. Work with them as, as much as you do. Gee, sometimes the owners in the Players Association, they, they butt heads. But, you know, if, if Major League Baseball tries to stop this, they're going to look bad. Uh, it's, it, it's time this happened. And like I just said, embrace it. Don't fight it. Yeah, I'm, so far, uh, Rob Manfred, the uh, commissioner of baseball, and the owners have yet to uh, publicly comment on this, and it's uh, it's a pretty fast-moving unionization effort, and uh, I think, you know, uh, I would be surprised if uh, they tried to fight this, but uh, but Jay, what what is your uh, what what is your take on this? I'm surprised, like Matt is, that this was not done before. That um, I, I honestly thought minor leaguers were, to be honest, represented by the, the players' association. I would think that that would still be considered because you're going into the minor leagues. You're going to be uh, you're part of the organization. Why would you not get the same type of representation as players, whether it be on the field representation, off the field, uh, from a player association standpoint? So I, I was really surprised when the story began to surface. What a few weeks back or more, and uh, talking about these guys and whether or not a vote would be able to be made in order for this to happen. So that's my thoughts on it. I thought it was already done, Matt. Well, and it's essential that it gets done now because, as you guys know, when we entered the COVID, the pandemic, and all that, minor league baseball took a butt kicking, and we mm -hmm. lost teams all over the nation. 
And I would think if you'd had a union organized at that time, maybe it wouldn't have been as severe. There are very few, well, actually, that, that's wrong. There are, Birmingham Barons don't belong in every city. Uh, Birmingham Barons are special. The city loves them. They embrace the community. Well, I seem to be using that word a lot. But you understand what I mean. Uh, the little bitty ones that, you know, get 500 people a night, those little minor league, those, those rookie balls, and all, they, they suffered greatly, and, and a lot of time, they don't exist anymore. And I would think that this would help at least hold on to what we've got right now. Yeah, and uh, let's see, it wasn't that long ago that Major League Baseball agreed to pay uh, $185 million to settle a class action lawsuit filed by minor league players seeking pay for spring training, extended spring training, and the instructional league because uh, before this settlement, the players were not paid during those periods. You have a if you're unionized, and this lawsuit was originally filed in 2014, so this took a long time to actually get this settlement. And uh, if you form a union, you obviously would have a, a lot more power at the bargaining table with uh, with Rob Rob Manfred and the uh, other Major League Baseball owners. All right, that wraps up hour number one. Hour number two coming up on the other side. We got Andrew Bone, recruiting analyst for Bam Insider on Three Media. Get his take on the Crimson Tide and what's happening with them in recruiting. Also, Tim Brando is supposed to join us at 1.30. Stay with us. Hour number two next. Hi, this is Wes McClooney, owner of the New Balance Birmingham store. Achieving your personal best often comes down to how you feel. And when it comes to the right shoes, nothing feels better than New Balance. The fit specialists at the New Balance Birmingham store conduct an in-depth analysis of your foot size, shape, and gait, determining the best New Balance shoes for you. Experience the difference of custom fit today at the New Balance Birmingham store on Highway 280 next to Chick-fil-A. New Balance Birmingham. Your feet will thank you. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option. High-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHEALTH.COM. I'm excited to tell you about our newest sponsor here on the Jay Barker Radio Network. They pioneered the Chicken Finger Box and the Chicken Finger Restaurant. That's Guthrie's. Guthrie's recipes and processes are often imitated but never duplicated. Look, their sauce is probably the most copied sauce of all sauces all time. And I've known this family since my days down in Tuscaloosa and they came over. And man, I tell you, it's nostalgic even today to see my kids going to that same Guthrie's. And great family. Do so much for the community, but more importantly, provide the best when it comes to chicken fingers. Get out to Guthrie's today. I want to tell you about my good friends at Southern Assurance Group. Hi, it's Jay Barker, and look, Ken Needham has done a terrific job. Local company, 205-980-1505 is their number. That's 980-1505. Again, local, you can speak with the same team every time you give them a call. Full line of products from Auto Home, Boat Life. You'll trust them. They have a great uh, deal as far as the relationships they build with their customers and 20 years with the same company and industry. Custom approach for your insurance needs. Give them a call, 980-1505. That is Southern Assurance Group. Hi. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. Handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Whether it's for lunch or dinner, head out to the Cajun Steamers, a New Orleans-style joint that serves authentic Cajun and Creole food, cold beer, and great drinks. They are known for their wide array of Cajun classics and original creations prepared in an authentic fashion. This Louisiana kitchen can have you slapping the table for more. Stop by the Cajun Steamer and sign up for your Alabama, LSU, or Auburn fan card. Eat with the Cajun Steamer while your team is on TV and use your fan card to receive a 15% discount on your entire meal. With locations in Hoover, Trustful, Huntsville, and Franklin, Tennessee, they've got you covered. Head out today to the Cajun Steamer. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan dot letter C, letter O. Birmingham's best Mexican restaurant for over 20 years and counting. That's La Paz Restaurant in Crestline Village and Mount Laurel. They've got a great staff. Its delicious menu, award-winning cheese dip, and margaritas and vibrant atmosphere have helped to make La Paz a local favorite. Blue corn nachos, Texas barbecue quesadillas, steak and blue quesadillas, Baja fish tacos, signature fajitas, and much, much more. So head over to La Paz today if you want a great lunch or a great dinner. And you'll find all that at La Paz, Crestline and Mount Laurel for lunch or dinner. WTUG HD2 Northport and W265CG Tuscaloosa. Tide 100.9 and streaming on the Tide 100.9 app. Who you are is more important than what you do. The only way that you're going to have any kind of success in your life, you have to buy into a process of what it takes to reach a goal. How can I be the best I can be at what I do? How much of your time was spent and how much was it invested in your goal? Can't do it unless you can overcome adversity because that's what makes great things great is the things that you had to overcome to accomplish them. We have about five choices in our life, and everybody has a choice as to what they want to do and how they want to do that. But if you're going to be excellent or elite, you got to do special things. You have to have special intensity. You have to have special focus. It doesn't matter what God-given ability that you have, but without the rest of it, I'm not sure you ever get excellent or elite. You have to have toughness. What does it take to break you? I don't care what circumstance you're faced with. What does it take to break your focus, to make you give in? You're tired or you don't feel like giving effort or finishing the play like you should? I'm not saying it's our goal to try to break you. It's just the way it is in football. It's going to be difficult if you're getting yourself ready to play at a high level. And just because you got beat on the last play, that can't affect the next play. That's breaking you. Your frustration is breaking you. What does it take to break you? We should help others. We should serve other people all the time. You cannot be a leader and affect other people if you're not willing to serve other people. Think of our lives as every day we should appreciate the opportunity that we have to accomplish and affect something. Earn this. Everybody made all these sacrifices for you to live. Go live a good life. Be a good father. Help other people. Accomplish something of significance. Make a difference. That would be my message to everybody here. Make a difference and help everybody's spirit in a positive way. God bless you and roll tight.
Jay Barker led the Crimson Tide to a national championship in 1992, winner of the Johnny Unitas Golden Arm Award and a finalist for the Heisman Trophy, voted the SEC Player of the Year and was drafted by the Green Bay Packers, also seeing time with the New England Patriots and the Carolina Panthers. He is the winningest quarterback in Alabama history, 35-2-1, member of the Alabama Sports Hall of Fame. Jay Barker brings that same championship quality and football expertise to his own radio network and show. Joining him is Lars Anderson, New York Times best-selling author, 20-year veteran of Sports Illustrated, and professor at the University of Alabama. Live from the AVX Studios in Birmingham, Alabama, The Jay Barker Show. All right, welcome back in. Hour number two, and uh, we are presented by Top Golf of Birmingham. Get out to Top Golf today. You'll absolutely love it. The food, the drinks, the fun at Top Golf of Birmingham. Also uh, driven by Sunny King Ford on the sunny side of the street. Go see Tony Russell and all the great folks there at Sunny King Ford. We got Andrew Bone uh, coming up, going to join us, and uh, looking forward to that. He is the recruiting analyst, uh, Bama Insider, and on three media. Uh, at on three sports, uh, Andrew J. Bone is his Twitter handle. That's at Andrew the letter J bone and has covered Alabama recruiting for 19 years. And also his book out the road to Bama talking about recruiting and all the guys who made their road to the crimson tide. Let's welcome him in Andrew bone. How are you, my man? Hey, doing good. Jay, how are you guys doing today? Doing well. Hope you're feeling better. I know you had a little bit of a bout last week. <laughs> yeah, I was, uh, yeah, sometimes I'm, uh, I get sidelined for maybe 24 hours. I had about a uh, had about a 72 hour bug that I just could not shake last week and kind of put me down. And uh, of course, it kind of messed up the uh, the entire week. But you know, luckily we have a uh, we have a pretty good team over at Bama Insider that uh, that can take care of content. So, uh, so we're good in that regard. I was just glad to uh, finally get over my uh, my little bug and uh, and get back to normal. Talk about that for one second before we dive into recruiting, but. What's that been like uh, with Bam Insider moving on to On3 Media? It's been great. I mean, you know, we were part of the Rivals.com network for uh, for several years. I was there for 10 years. You know, I was previously at Scout.com. And, you know, I remember making the move from Scout to Rivals and, you know, just the excitement, the direction, the leadership uh, at Rivals was so strong at the time. But then coming over to On3, it was just, uh, you know, you know, really exciting. I, you know, the you know, sanitary does such a great job of uh, you know building sites and uh, you know certainly bringing over you know, top talent. You know, I'm not talking about myself, but you know, other guys uh, throughout the entire network. You know, whether that's uh, team related guys. I mean, VolQuest.com. Uh, you know, got announced the other day. Shay Dixon uh, from the LSU site does such a great job. Uh, Sean Callahan. At, um, you know, Huskies Illustrated. I mean, they they just all do a uh, you know, a tremendous job throughout the entire country, and to be a part of the you know a group that uh, seems to really care and you know seems to really be focused on growing their communities, uh, it's been great. It's been a smooth transition, but I think our site you know does a tremendous job as far as producing a ton of content. You know, from team aspect to recruiting coverage, Joseph Hastings. Uh, who's our uh, recruiting reporter? I know I'm a recruiting reporter, but I'm uh, kind of more of in a leadership role uh, these days. But uh, but Joseph goes out and uh, you know does a tremendous job of going out and seeing high school kids. Um, you know we're right we're actually sending Joseph to Texas this week uh, to see Jalen Hill, 
uh, top 100 wide receiver. He's also going to see a defensive lineman, uh, Jordan Renault, uh, and a Texas commitment, Malik Muhammad. Uh, we're going to get him out there and see those guys, get a lot of uh, great stuff for uh, for Alabama fans, uh, for Bama Insider. But Clint Lamb and uh, Jimmy Stein also do a tremendous job on the uh, on the team side of things for us. Looking at the uh, Alabama class of 2023 football commits, uh, there's 21 hard commits. Are, is Nick Saban and company done with this class for the most part? And and, and two, who who is the the player that really, or is there one that really just jumps out at you? Well, they're certainly not finished. Uh, they, they hope they're not finished in this 2020. Three recruiting class, twenty-one commitments, but yeah, you know, I, I can see them taking anywhere between twenty-eight and thirty guys oh, uh, in this class. I mean, they are certainly going after a lot of a lot of big names. Still, I think there's two guys from the state of Texas who could be really close to making decisions in favor of Alabama. Jordan Renaud, who I just mentioned, is announcing on September the nineteenth, and uh, Jalen Hill, coming off his official visit this past weekend, will announce on uh, on June the twenty. Uh, excuse me. Uh, September the 21st. Uh, but those are two guys that we're, uh, we're keeping a pretty close eye on. But uh, I think that, um, you know, there's certainly a lot of defensive guys who are still out there. They're certainly continuing to, to press for. Uh, and I think it's going to, you know, end up turning out pretty well for Alabama over the next few months. You know, of course, you always have to wait and see what happens with some of your commitments who are still taking visits elsewhere. I mean, Caleb Downs. Justin Payne's both attended Georgia's uh, opener against Oregon. You know, Richard Young made a trip down to Florida uh, on Saturday. And, you know, not really concerned about those visits just yet, but you got to kind of watch things moving forward. If another visit or two decides to happen, I mean, that's when you start to get a little little nervous, and uh, you know, maybe you start looking for uh, you know somebody else as a potential replacement if uh, if those guys go elsewhere. But you know, when you look at the overall class, uh, I think they've certainly hit. You know, in a lot of key areas, but as far as uh, you know, how things are going this season, uh, I think Caleb Downs is having an unbelievable year. Uh, the number one safety in the country, not only you know getting the job done on the offense side of the ball, but or excuse me, on the defense side of the ball, but also making a lot of big plays on offense. Uh, I think you could make an easy case for him you know, as the top overall recruit in the country. He's number twelve overall right now, but I think he could easily. Uh, make an argument as the best player in uh, in high school football. I think Yonze Pierre uh, down at Ufala is having a, a tremendous football season so far. Um, you know, a lot of people don't talk about him. We talk about all these other guys, highly ranked guys. And Yonze, he's highly ranked. I mean, he's in the top uh, 100, but uh, sometimes he gets forgotten about because it's a very good year in the state of Alabama. You know, a lot of good defensive linemen, a lot of good defensive backs. Uh, and a lot of five-star kids in Alabama. Yonze isn't, you know, in that five-star category just yet, but I think he's been playing like a five-star throughout the season. Had a great uh, summer camp in Tuscaloosa where Alabama coaches were just absolutely raving about him. Uh, so I think that's a guy that we could see potentially making a big move uh, up in the final rankings, um, you know, over the, in the next few months. Andrew Bone is our guest from On3 Recruiting. Andrew, I want you to look in the rearview mirror here just on three guys it, it, real quick. Uh, where was Robbie Ashford in recruiting when he ended up going to Oregon a couple of years ago? And, and then tell us uh, if you saw the success of Prentice and Otis as true freshmen coming into the University of Alabama this year. 
Well, I think anytime, yeah, I'll, I'll start with Otis and uh, and Prentice. I think anytime you get uh, guys are uh, on campus early, uh, especially in Jaheim Otis's case, it was very important for him to get into that Alabama strength and conditioning program because he was he was pushing uh, four builds uh, when he first got there, and you see the work that he's put in. I think he made the best decision you know, for his future as far as going to a program that you know would really push him and really help develop him um, and and try to help him. Uh, control that weight, and so far, so good. I mean, I, I think you know his best days are certainly going to be in, in front of him, and he's got a chance to be a very special defensive lineman at Alabama. You know, p- potentially a top ten overall draft pick. You know, a few years down the road. So keep an eye on him, Kobe Prentice. You know, I loved him in high school, especially uh, you know after we heard about his performance at Alabama camp last summer. Uh, I remember some Alabama fans were. We're questioning uh, Alabama flipping a Maryland uh, commitment at the time, but we told everybody, you know, don't worry about that. This is a pretty special kid, somebody that they uh, uh, absolutely love. So, um, you know, a little surprise probably as quickly as he's gotten on the field, but just because some of the other uh, freshmen got there in January, but, um, you know, really not surprised by the success that he's having. you know, regardless, because he's, he's a special talent, and I know that the coaches were really, really high on him. Um, you know, as far as Robbie Ashford, you know, i got an interesting story on Robbie. You know, his great-grandfather actually worked for my family for uh, as long as I could remember, and it, it's the only, um, well, it's the second uh, funeral that I ever spoke at. Um, you know, so I spoke at Robbie Ashford's great-grandfather's funeral, Wow. Uh, several years ago, but he was a yeah, uh, he was just a very important um, you know figure in my life, and uh, you know very, definitely somebody that uh, that I always loved. And uh, so seeing Robbie have some success, you know, after going to Oregon and then transferring, um, you know, it means a lot because I remember when I first met him back in I think he was in, going into the seventh grade, and his mom was really uh, uh, really bragging about him. As, potentially a uh, you know a, a top athlete coming out of high school and i was like well i'm gonna keep an eye on him over the next few years and you know he's uh he's done pretty well and yeah it made me really happy to see the success that he had uh on on saturday andrew bone with bam insider and also on three and uh talking about recruiting for the crimson tide with the game this weekend at texas and you talked about the amount of guys that album technically a couple guys you mentioned early on that they're looking at and, and thinking that they're leaning towards bama Talk about how, first of all, the Arch Manning commitment. How big has that been for Texas and being able to get other guys committed to Texas? Has it been that big of a deal? And number two, winning this game, if Texas was to win it or Alabama, uh, you know, who was expected to win it, but even if Texas plays well, how big do those type of games come into a player's decision from that state? Well, I think anytime you go to a game of that magnitude, especially, um, you know, at a program that's trying to, you know, trying to build, you know, a program that's trying to get top recruits. And they're having, you know, obviously uh, obviously success on the recruiting front. I mean, you know, their current recruiting class is ranked number five uh, overall. And, you know, a lot of that has to do with arts, the arts effect, and, you know, being able to uh, to get some top guys on board. You know, John T. Cook, Malik Muhammad, you know, Cedric Baxter, these are all, you know, big-time football players that, you know, a lot of schools wanted. And, um, you know, Texas has been able to, to get them on board. And they're going to have a lot of recruits uh, in Austin this weekend, even though it's that 11 a.m. kickoff. You know uh, you know, all the top guys are going to be coming 
uh, into that one, uh, you know, including Jalen Hill, who was a you know, big-time target for Alabama and Texas. It's, you know, pretty much a uh, two-team battle for him. I think Alabama has the lead right now, but he is going to Texas this weekend. Does Texas potentially keeping it close with Alabama? May, potentially ups. I don't think they're going to upset them. But you know what happens if an upset were to happen? That completely changes a lot of things for Texas. But if Alabama goes out there and just you know blows them out by you know twenty five thirty plus points, I mean it certainly benefit Alabama even more for uh, for some of these kids uh, you know from Texas or. You know, even from elsewhere, who are going to be visiting uh, the Longhorns this weekend. Looking way into the future here, class of 2024, Alabama has three hard hard commits, as far as I can tell. Do you know who the quarterback is that they are focused on for 2024? I, I assume that uh, they're certainly scouring the country and, and looking at tape, or, or is it too early to get an assessment of where the coaching staff is and they, they want to see this season play out? Uh, you know, there's already some guys that they're you know certainly focused on and, and that they're recruiting. Uh, guys who've come in uh, for camp this this past summer. Guys that are going to come in for games this fall. Uh, you know, Julian Sane, uh, five-star quarterback out of California, uh, visited Alabama back in June. Now, a lot of his football games are on Saturdays, so he's going to have a tough time making uh, making game day visits this fall. Uh, but he should be back in Tuscaloosa at some point. DJ Lagway. Uh, you know, one of the most exciting uh, football players in the state of Texas. He's also another guy that Alabama offered you know, pretty early on in the recruiting process. Uh, Jaden Davis, who's a five-star quarterback out of uh, uh, out of North Carolina, another guy that they are uh, you know certainly heavily going uh, going after. I think the biggest thing as far as quarterbacks is concerned is you know, Alabama is going to sign two you know top quarterbacks in this 2023 class. Um, you know. How much is that going to affect, you know, some of these other guys that they're going after? Uh, you know, Alabama's also going to have a new quarterback starting next fall. Is you know, not Bryce, probably not Bryce Young, who's probably going to go uh, into early into the NFL draft. So uh, we'll just have to kind of wait and see how it all plays out. But you know, there's certainly some guys out there that they're going after, and uh, you know, Alabama's always a, uh, a top attraction for any uh, any elite quarterback. So we'll see how it all plays out. But uh, but as of right now, those are some of the top names they're, they're currently recruiting. Andrew, always great to have you on. Glad that you're feeling better. But, uh, man, we appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. You too. Andrew Bone. Andrew J. Bone. Again, Andrew Letter J. Bone. That's at Andrew J. Bone. That's his Twitter handle. And uh, just great stuff. They're always uh, great on the recruiting aspect for the Crimson Tide. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back. And uh, hopefully at the bottom of the hour, we'll have Tim Brando as well as he's on with us weekly. He's doing some interviews with some players. We're going to try to join us and uh, be able to be a part of the show here at the bottom of the hour. Stay with us. Hour number two continues. All presenting donors will receive a $20 Amazon.com gift card by email. To make an appointment, visit redcrossblood.org and enter sponsor code EXO or call 1-800-RED-CROSS. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partially sunny, warm, and very humid this afternoon. The chance of scattered showers and storms through early tonight. The high today, 88. The low tonight, 71. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and storms around. The high, 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa.
Welcome back in. And again, Lars Anderson down at Tie 100.9 FM, our flagship station, and uh, Matt Coulter at AVX today as we continue this uh, second hour of the Jay Barker Show here on this Tuesday edition. And again, Tim Brando is supposed to join us here at the bottom of the hour. Look forward to uh, hearing his comments about week one uh, for college football and kind of where he puts his uh, top four now based on what he saw this past weekend. But uh, we'll get his thoughts on that coming up here in just a little bit. Uh, real quick, you know, Lars, I had, we yesterday had a chance to really talk about uh, the weekend and, and even kind of previewed a little bit uh, about uh, Texas-Alabama and how important uh, games like this are, an 11, 11 o'clock start, all that, that you have to kind of overcome, as we asked uh, Christian Miller about earlier, the outside linebacker for the Crimson Tide and, and how tough that is to get up, get ready, have the one meal and all that kind of stuff. I, I always love the early games, get up and go, get it done. And, um, and and I had to sit around the hotel uh, at an away game for the entire uh, afternoon and have to sit there and watch games and figure out, uh, you know, the coaches that would call you up and say, hey, let's meet again, let's meet again. And you're like, we got it. Hayes in the barn. Let's just play ball. Uh, but t- talk about just from your perspective what, what this game means for not only Alabama, for Texas, for Sark and, and, and Saban uh, going up against each other and Texas also entering into the SEC. Yeah, I, I think um... – there's obviously more on the line for Texas and, uh, and, and Sarkeesian, he, he's trying to dampen expectations to the fans already. Right. Like he's, he's say it's coming out and saying, Hey, this is not going to define our season. I think he, he sees the, the, the steamroller coming and, uh, it's coming fast. Uh, remember we're, we're not that far removed from Texas losing to Kansas. Texas losing to Kansas, okay? <laughs> Maybe the worst program in all of college football. Um, but Texas, look, they have uh, uh, B. John Robinson, who's healthy, maybe the best running back in the country. Uh, very special. Quinn Ewers, uh, as a prospect, he is as promising as any young quarterback in the nation. And so I, I think the, the skill positions are there or, or at least getting there for Texas. But the, the problem is uh, it, their defense. And uh, I, I think Alabama will be able to score at will against Texas. And Texas is just they're going to need <clears throat> in order to keep it close. They're, they're going to need Alabama to make some mistakes. And uh, based on what we saw on Saturday night, Alabama's offense is just uh, humming on all cylinders already. The the defense looks as good as ever. I mean, you don't want to just make huge assumptions based on one game, but from where I sit, this potentially is Nick Saban's best team at Alabama. I I, I just I don't see any any gaping weaknesses on this team, uh, gaping holes and. Uh, but for Texas, yeah, big game. Um, again, I think we're going to hear a lot about the 2009 uh, national championship game. Uh, or yes, when when uh, when Colt McCoy got hit by uh, by Marcel don't Darius. Don't go there! Don't go there! Don't go there! And how that that changed the whole trajectory of both programs. And Texas would have won, and if if Colt doesn't go out, and and then you know, uh, Mac Brown is still at Texas, and Texas is the Alabama of the last uh, fourteen years or so. But. Um, yeah, I, I think it's going to be tough for Texas to keep it close, Matt. I, I really do. Can you guys even hear me? Can you hear the outside? They are absolutely tearing the sidewalk up. They got this big jackhammer behind me, so I'll keep my comments brief because they are tearing it up we just outside anything. the AVX studios. 
You can't? Nope. No. Oh, that no, mic, that mic's it. really good. I can good feel it that. underneath my feet. Well, <laughs> uh, maybe I'm just a loud mouth anyway. By the way, Lars, Kansas tore up Tennessee Tech 56-10. to 10, So let's not be shaming that program just yet. <laughs> Tennessee. Uh, <laughs> Tennessee Tech. Did y'all? I, I think that's where Watson Brown ended up. But uh, anyway, uh, I think Alabama's going to steamroll. Uh, Texas, but uh, you wouldn't know it by the fans. At the end of the Monroe game, they were yelling, bring on Bama, rammer, jammer, all this kind of stuff. Uh, a lot of people are, uh, y'all heard this stuff about the band? Uh, oh, yeah. The Alabama band's not going because they were going to put them in the upper deck in the sun, and I guess yep. that's Alabama's call, but it was Texas's decision to put them up there. I don't, is that, that's probably where they put all the bands, so I don't know there. Uh, but also then, I, I saw something. I think it was a tweet or a, or a text from Josh Smith, our producer. Did Quentin Ewers get his truck towed during yeah, the game? during uh, the game. Against La Monroe? Yeah, he, he, he tweeted that out. <laughs> Quentin Ewers did. He's like, come on, what do I got to do here? <laughs> but, uh, yeah. And also, That's where funny. did he park? I mean, did they not bust to the, like, normally you bust from the facility or from uh, the dorm to, to the hotel? And then from the hotel to the stadium, like how did this? That's what I couldn't understand. Is like, okay, do they just drive in, like NFL players? That's a good question. I, I don't understand that, but uh, depends on your NIL deal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> exactly, <laughs> makes a good point. All right, let's take a break. We got Tim Brando going to be joining us hopefully on the other side and uh, get a chance to visit with him for a little bit. Get his take on all things college football. Stay with us. We're live from ABX. We'll be back. You're listening to The Jay Barker Show, live from the AVX Studios in downtown Birmingham. One in seven men will face prostate cancer. Nearly 500 new cases are diagnosed every day in the U.S. Traditional treatments can cause erectile dysfunction and urinary incontinence. But now there's a new option, high-intensity focused ultrasound, or HIFU. Men who are really looking for an option that really preserves their urinary and sexual function are great candidates for HIFU treatment. Preserve your quality of life. Call 866-4-VITURO or visit VITUROHealth.com. Hi, it's Jay Barker for AVX, Audio Video Excellence. They are the premier provider for custom audiovisual design and installation in the Southeast. AVX seeks excellence in everything it does, including a superior employee experience. AVX offers employees an industry-leading salary, insurance benefits, and 401k options. AVX technicians also receive the highest level of certification and continue training, making it one of the most awarded and decorated companies in the industry. Career opportunities are available now for technicians in Birmingham and Santa Rosa Beach, Florida. Join the AVX team by contacting them at avxinc.com. Gary Burley here for Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. As a 10-year National Football League veteran, you can imagine my surprise being diagnosed with cancer and starting chemotherapy treatment back in 2014. I suffered from a lot of pain and offered up prayer during those days as I made it into remission. But I developed neuropathy. Anyone that suffers from this condition knows the pain is excruciating, nerve numbness and tingling along the tissue that won't heal. I tried everything for relief, folks, until my wife suggested I call Dr. Williford of Williford Chiropractic and wellness. I called at 205-909-7373 and scheduled an appointment. After three treatments, I began experiencing relief that I haven't had in years. If you're suffering from neuropathy, I suggest you reach out to Dr. Williford and his great staff at WilfordChiropracticAndWellness.com. Williford Chiropractic and Wellness. Give them a call at 205-909-7373. Balance your brain. Balance your life. 
Hi, it's Jay Barker. I want to tell you about my good friends Craig and Keith at Birmingham Broker. Go online at bhambroker.com. That's bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Got seven kids, man, and we had to sell a lot of cars. And these guys are looking for a lot of inventory. They helped us with all the hassle. No stress for us. They did the process as far as the sales and everything. It handled it all the way through. White glove type service. You'll love it. Again, it's bhambroker.com. Sell your car through bhambroker.com or 205-716-1269. Hi, it's Jay Barker for Siebel's in downtown Homewood. And now's the time to get your special place ready. Come in and let Siebel's design your porch with Kingsley Bait Outdoor Furniture and one of their custom swinging beds. For the great room, you're going to need their Carson Swivel Recliner. Siebel's is the number one Carson Recliner dealer in the country. And Sarah and I, we've got one and we absolutely love it. Be sure also to check out their famous custom-made beds and bunk beds built by Siebel's and made up with some of the best linens in town. Their staff can truly put your bed together like no other store. You can also follow Siebel's and shop on Instagram and Facebook. And be sure to call or go by their special store in downtown Homewood. The number is 800-448-1962. That's 800-448-1962. And just for listening, go to Siebel'sCottage.com and order anything you want and type in Jay Barker for a special discount code. That's Jay Barker for a special discount code available only to our listeners for a limited time on The Jay Barker Show. Siebel's in downtown Homewood or online at SiebelsCottage.com. It's Antonio Langham here to tell you about the easiest way to buy your tickets to your next high school game. Have you ever had to wait in line to buy a high school ticket or stop to get cash on the way to the game? There has to be a better way. There is. It's called GoFan. Check out GoFan.co the next time you need a ticket for your high school game. GoFan is easy, fast, and completely secure. You can buy tickets directly from your phone and just show the ticket at the gate. Download the GoFan app or visit GoFan.co now. That's GoFan.letterC letter O. And we heard from Christian Miller early on and also Andrew Bone. And Andrew giving us a recruiting update on the Crimson Tide as they head out to Texas this weekend to face the Longhorns. Joining us now as he does every Tuesday, that's Tim Brando. And, uh, Tim, great to have you on. Hope you're doing well. Hope you had a great uh, first week of college football, week one. And uh, hope you had some great calls as well. Yeah, we had uh, two wonderful environments with both – Indiana for our opener on Friday. That was a hell of a game. If, if you mm-hmm. caught some of it, you know it went right down to the wire. And uh, two evenly matched teams. And then uh, Camp Randall is Camp Randall, you know. And uh, Coach Tapp and Timmy B got a little excited at that game. So <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we had a we had a lot of fun. Let me. I I want to. You know, I haven't uh, really responded much to it. I I, I know I know you guys probably. I'm going to ask about it, so let me get out in front of it just a little bit. Uh, we had had a wonderful game on Friday night. We literally got in a an SUV and drove five and a half hours up to uh, Madison, and uh, just a group of guys having a great time, and we got a little giddy uh, during the drive. Had a few stops to make uh, along the highway. Uh, <laughs> got to the hotel in uh, Madison about 6 in the morning. Left until two. Uh, it got to the uh, stadium at four, and we went on the air again at six. So it was, uh, you know, it was one of those 
you know, you know, I've only done that. I've only done back-to-back games in football one other time, and that was at the end of the year with the Apple Cup and a Notre Dame-Stanford game in Palo Alto. But when Jump Around came on, Spencer likes to dance, and so do I. You know, I got that nickname, Coach Epp and Timmy B, for a reason. Anyway, we're moving our feet pretty good, and um, uh, our, our on-camera uh, camera in the booth was unmanned, but it was locked in. And I guess uh, our producer felt like, gosh, this is good. I want to get some video of this while we're having fun. And uh, you could only see, though, the upper half of my body. You couldn't see the lower half. And I tripped. I stumbled. And when I stumbled, I, I, I had to clutch Spencer. And it was at that point that the camera popped to me. And uh, I was laughing after I didn't mean to run into him, but I did. And then... Uh, <laughs> It just was a, a, a bad timing in terms of, you know, it looking like me accosting Spencer, as he said on the air. But it was funny. It was just funny. And and we were laughing at ourselves the rest of that series. It was 31 to nothing, by the way, as we were starting the fourth quarter. But it, uh, it went viral pretty quickly. And uh, there's nothing that's been written, however, by anyone anywhere that would rival uh, the critique I got from my wife uh, as soon as the game ended, <laughs> so, I, baby, that's yeah, awesome. I know what it looked like, and uh, that's that. But we, you know, we're—I'll never apologize for having a good time at a football game, no. and I'll never apologize for uh, staying energetic and enthused uh, during a thirty-one to nothing game. That's what you're trying to do, and that environment, by the way, at Wisconsin is probably the most SEC-like that you'll find anywhere in in the country okay it's just electric uh and the jump around thing is they they sing in unison their fan base uh right before that they were singing build me up buttercup i mean the whole stadium (laughs) is singing build me up buttercup it's just just great yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) so i wanted to get that out of the way from the jump on this i think uh, you'll need to make this a weekly thing timmy's time uh, Timmy time and uh, <laughs> just have fun with it. Yeah, that's right. That's um, right. No, hey, I, hey, by the way, uh, Laura's are like this. Laura's, I got in Golf Digest uh, online today with that. Hell, I've been trying to get in Golf Digest for years. <laughs> so I I'm clearly, awesome. I'm clearly extending. I'm clearly extending my audience for my brand. You, okay? you definitely are. I'm sure you're picking up Twitter <laughs> followers left and right, too. And you know? Yeah. No, but Tim, you've handled this beautifully, and uh, you're such a good sport about it. Uh, okay, so just big picture takeaways from week one, and, uh-huh. uh, and specifically because you know the Big Ten so well, uh, what you what – you, are your takeaway from the big 10 and then sort of nationally? Well, uh, as I thought, both Indiana and Illinois are really good teams, better than their brands, much better. Uh, Tom Allen, that was a huge win for his program. And, uh, Illinois is going to be good. They're going to beat some people. There will be some upsets of, uh, of, of teams that are ranked in that league. I do think that, uh, Ohio state, probably must take a look at itself uh, from an offensive standpoint, especially if Smith and Jigba 
is is hurt and can't play uh, in coming weeks. I'll be up in Columbus next week uh, to see them uh, a week from Saturday, so we'll know more about them then. But Notre Dame, I thought, acquitted itself uh, very nicely. And uh, But we did find out, did we not, that Jim Knowles uh, was a great hire defensively. Uh, that, that Ohio State defense won the game for them. Uh, the offense sputtered, you know, did not look good. So I think there's hope uh, for a lot of other teams in the Big Ten to think, why not us again this year? I think Michigan was uh, was able to say to themselves, hey, we buried a team we're supposed to bury. Uh, and Wisconsin uh, was throwing some on first down with Bobby Ingram as its new offensive coordinator. And, you know, we're going back to almost Jay Barker era when we say Bobby Ingram. You know, he played at Penn State, was an All-America in 94. When he got out, he's been in the league for a while uh, as a, as a assistant coach with the Ravens. So I think that Wisconsin and Graham Mertz finally, you know, might start looking like the five-star quarterback that he was. They're not going to throw it all over the lot. They're still basically a run-oriented team first and should be with a guy like Braylon Allen, who's clearly an unsung Heisman candidate. Uh, but, but the league overall is better from the middle down. Around the country... Uh, Georgia, to me, uh, made the biggest mark. That's why I moved them up to number one uh, off that performance against Oregon. That's not a bad Oregon team. I mean, it's not. Uh, they left a lot of talent defensively there from Mario Cristobal, and they got lit up. And uh, I think the, the big story, the great takeaway, is that Stetson Bennett is that much better. He's now not a, just a manager. He's a playmaker at the quarterback position. So I've talked often about, you know, my first poll, my, my first top 10 is a projection of where I think it'll wind up. After that, it's about performance. And I thought that because of the opponent and because of the level of blowout, uh, Georgia deserved to leapfrog from three to one in my poll. And, uh, and I certainly believe that, you know, Alabama, uh, you know, deserves to be ranked ahead of Ohio state after, that first week, but um, so I dropped Ohio State down to three. And I'll, I'll, you know, when I start each week, Lars, with my top ten, it's it's the slate's clean. Let's look at it this week, and then let's think about where these games were played. You know, the loss by Utah to Florida was uh, uh, surprising to me, but at the same time, uh, Richardson was really that good. Billy Napier obviously is a hell of a coach, despite what those. Uh, whack job fans online for Florida feel about Billy Napier as a coach. Mm-hmm. Billy is a great coach, and that's clear. And uh, I'm not going to penalize Utah too much. I did drop them just out of the top ten, but I think playing a team like Florida on the road, you have to account for that. you got to give that program credit for playing a game like that to open its season. So uh, I think Utah, Utah could still win every game it's got left, and and be a factor in terms of trying to make the playoffs by the end. Anybody saying the Pac-12 is completely done? They took a hit. Yes, no doubt. A big hit. Uh, but the, 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 this notion that it's USC or bust, Malone, uh, I don't think that at all. 
Top 25 is out. You got Alabama at number one, Georgia at number two, the AP top uh, 25, uh, Ohio State at three, Michigan at four, Clemson at five. They drop down a spot. Texas A&M stays even at five or six, excuse me. Oklahoma moves up two spots to number mm-hmm. seven. Notre Dame moves down three spots to number eight. Then it's Baylor and then USC. Just that top 10. Um, you like the, you, I mean, I know Alabama and Georgia right there at the top, but pretty much the right order, you think? No. No, I don't think USC deserves to be in the top ten at all. No I way. Agree. They beat Rice, for Christ's sakes. Why are they there? I mean, no. Uh-uh. I'm not going to do that. And, and uh, you know, Clemson, to me, people around me about, you know, not putting Clemson in my top ten. That was a, a pretty boring uh, performance. Uh, you know, I, I don't see the offense being good enough uh, against quality competition yet. Uh, they got problems still at quarterback, in my view. And, um, you know, Georgia Tech was in that game far longer than I thought they would be last night. Uh, NC State, uh, you know, who I love and I think can beat Clemson at Clemson, you look at the score against East Carolina and people immediately say, oh, God, they barely got by. Well, East Carolina at home is good. Again, that's a tough place for NC State to open their season. I'm going to give them credit for that. I dropped them a little, but I'm going to have them in there. And, um you know, Baylor, in my opinion, is uh, worthy of being ranked far higher than they are. And uh, I did put A&M based on their performance into my just out, but I'm, I'm not a believer in them. Play somebody for me to impress me. Okay, so who you're playing and where you're playing the game is always going to figure into my vote. It doesn't, obviously, with a lot of these votes. Tim, do you think uh, Texas can keep it close against Alabama on Saturday? No, no, that game will be over quick. Enjoy the pregame. Enjoy the battle between Big Moon kickoff and game day. That'll be more interesting than the second quarter of the game. <laughs> wow. No. Wow. Uh, I think Texas, Texas has got uh, too many issues uh, to deal with here. Um, their offensive line will not be able to get the job done against Alabama's defensive front. And, um, uh, you know, no, I, I uh, yours, that's just a different look. ULM, uh, in the midway in the second quarter, they, they weren't out of it. I mean, it, if you're that good, you're supposed to bury people and bury them quickly. And, and Texas didn't start burying until well after halftime in that game. So no, I don't think that game will be, I mean, it's, it's getting a lot of hype because of the name of the schools getting a lot of hype because uh, uh, it's a precursor to Texas joining the SEC, and I get that. But, no, I, I don't think the game uh, will be uh, – trust me, uh, the game that I've got on FS1 at a little bit later at 3.30 between Houston and Texas Tech is going to be a hell of a lot more fun to watch than Texas and Alabama in terms of level of competition and uh, how close the game is late. Tim, I got a TV question for you. Yeah. Did you like Georgia yes, wearing their red and Oregon wearing their green? Yeah, I had no problem with it. Uh, what, did you, Matt? No, I like it. I, one of my favorite views in the history yeah. of college football is Legion Field, Alabama in their crimson. Right. 
Tennessee in their burnt orange. I mean, that's as pretty a, as a picture yeah. gets. So yeah. I, I like the teams wearing yeah, their home I, colors, so to speak. Yeah, yeah. I, especially when they're that different, you know, splash green, splash red. I, You know, you, UCLA and USC do that a lot, Matt. And I've always thought that yeah. whether the game was at the Rose Bowl or the Coliseum, that's just a beautiful look, okay, with those uh, baby blue uh, UCLA stripes and, and the uh, and the SC colors. I, I've always liked that. So, yeah, as, as a purist, I thought it was tremendous. I did. The, By the way, uh, I'm okay with your dancing. Just want to let you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're watching it right now? <laughs> it's just oh, God. It's beautiful. <laughs> hey, so well, uh, real quick, uh, what happened on I Friday? Did, we, uh, I, had... I, I was able to... Uh, I was able to put out a few uh, uh, videos of, uh, you know, what was actually going on with my feet and the lower portion of my body, <laughs> as opposed to what people saw, you know, with camera shot on the air. <laughs> so on Friday, the uh, 12-team playoff got voted in, and uh, now it's whether it be 24 or 26. What are your thoughts on that? Love it. I, I think that it's a great sign, Jay, that uh, – we're moving quickly now again, okay? We had stalled out, and the stalling actually began when when Texas and OU were announced. And at that point, uh, Bowlesby, still the Big 12 commissioner, uh, was at that time was upset over uh, not having a heads-up from Commissioner Stanky. I think that's all been taken care of now. I think uh, Bob and, and Greg got settled before Bob retired, and now the new Big 12 commissioner is, moving forward, and as, as he uh, is quoted as saying, we're open for business. Uh, I think the Pac-12 is also uh, trying to play ball with everybody now. And it's pretty clear that since the TV deal was made with the Big Ten, and uh, all of the interested parties uh, that are a part of the power uh, brokerage firm of college football knows that not only is Fox a major player, but so is NBC, so is CBS. Uh, they're going to continue to invest in the college game. So the sooner we get the 12 teams, the better. And uh, the bidding process is going to be such that I think they're going to maximize financially, which is also great for the game. And as I stated uh, in a video piece I put out on Friday on, on Brando on Twitter, uh, I think that getting out the 12-team format this quickly going public is actually going to maybe be a precursor uh, for for 16 eventually. Uh, we got a long time between now and 2026. If they happen to move it along more quickly, we may be at 12. But uh, if the current rights holder holds on to this format at four teams all the way through 2025, I think there's a good chance that the closer we get to that date, uh, the, the, the 26th season, uh, I think they may meet again and determine that, uh, that 16 may be the, the way to go rather than 12. Don't be surprised. Tim, always great to have you on, man. Always great stuff. And uh, what you got this weekend? What you be calling? As I said, we got a great one with Houston uh, playing oh, at right. Texas yeah, yeah. Tech. You yeah. saw yeah. an incredible performance Clayton Thune put on. Uh, to, to bring his team back from down 21-7. UTSA is really good. I mean, yeah. that's a solid program there. 
Uh, well, Blair you. has done a great job as coach, and it was a lot of fun. Uh, that'll yeah, be a great game in Lubbock. All right, thank you for your time, and uh, it's going to be Timmy time again thank this you. week. Y'all got to make this a weekly thing. Y'all <laughs> dancing up in the uh, box. That'll be great. You bet. Hi, Tim Brando joining us. Dick, the only third-generation chiropractor in Tuscaloosa with over 24 years' experience. Call Tidwell Chiropractic at 752-7503. Weather brought to you by Tidwell Chiropractic, the only third-generation chiropractor in Tuscaloosa with over 24 years' experience. Call Tidwell Chiropractic at 752-7503. Tide 100.9, Tuscaloosa weather. Partially sunny, warm, and very humid this afternoon. The chance of scattered showers and storms through early tonight. The high today, 88. The low tonight, 71. Tomorrow, a mixture of clouds and sunshine with scattered showers and storms around. The high, 87. I'm James Spann on the ABC 3340 Weather Center on Tide 100.9. It's 83 degrees in Tuscaloosa. Welcome back in as we wrap up hour number two. And again, thanks to Tim Brando and some funny stuff there uh, from Tim Brando and uh, what he had to say about the dancing uh, up in the booth during the game at Wisconsin. But uh, Matt, you had a story you wanted to bring up about Mason Smith. This is really uh, not not good for LSU. No, it didn't. I mean, he is a superstar defensive tackle. One of the good things happened for Brian Kelly. But he was celebrating with a teammate in Friday night's game against Florida State, and he came down wrong. I guess now I'm just kind of recreating my on his left leg, knee, and he's gone for the season. ACL tear. And, you know, it's bad enough to get injured, but get injured. And, in, in, you know, if you go back. I urge you to go look at the video. Jay, it, it didn't even look like he came down awkwardly on it, but it just shows you how it can go and, and how fleeting your dang season can be. Yeah, every time I see the guys where they look and they like point up, like let's go do a jump up and got turn and hit our backs together and come back down, I'm like, quit doing that, Bryce. <laughs> don't do that I anymore. Yeah. I don't, yeah, I, I'm like, it, somebody's going to get hurt. Oh, and it did. I mean, this was so simple. They weren't even chest bumping. Uh, he was just running over there to celebrate with his teammate and he jumped up in the air, not even that high. Of course, he's 300 pounds. So, what's his vertical lift? But anyway, uh, that's a tough deal for Mason Smith. And um, Brian Kelly said, man, he's celebrating with a teammate. Anytime you suffer an injury under those circumstances, it's extremely disappointing, especially under those circumstances. So uh, he'll quickly Mason Smith. All right, Jay, uh, I'm going to get out of here and help these guys behind me with the, with the big jackhammer. <laughs> All right, have fun. Thanks to Christian Miller. Thanks to Andrew Bone and Tim Brando joining us here on this Tuesday edition Great stuff. Thanks to all of our guys down at Tide 100.9 FM producing. And Josh Smith, our producer for all things DJ Barker Show. Have a great uh, Tuesday. We'll see you tomorrow for the Wednesday edition.